Hey everyone, Colin here from Salt of the Streets. Boy, oh boy, do I have an audio blog post for you this week. Um, but of course, no spoilers. And just a reminder that you can check all of our stuff out on saltofthestreets.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Salt of the Streets. You can also follow Donovan and I on our personal social medias. I am at Big Bird Offie on both the Instagram and the Twitter machines. Donovan is at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram and at Salt of the Street on Twitter. Of course, we have our podcast live stream, which airs on Facebook Live on Saturdays before we get the cameras rolling. So without any further ado, do let's get into this week's audio blog post. You may notice that uh, throughout this blog post, I'm I sound a little melancholic at times, a little uh, discouraged, if you will. It was a uh, it was an interesting recording. I've been feeling relatively disheartened, might be the word, at the general state of politics and government in general. And I think it uh, I think it comes through a little bit in this podcast. So, anyways, um, I hope you enjoy it for what it is, and we'll see you on the other side. If you're like me and haven't quite exactly figured out what kind of format to expect every other week when you get a blog post from me. Um, just know that you're not alone in that situation because even I, to this point, have no idea what the hell I'm trying to do here. Um, this is something that it used to be very scripted for me. It, it used to be something that I would r- devote a usually a week of research to, and then write it all up in a, you know, in a semi-educated format, and then try to present that through audio on the mic, essentially just reading through the script. And as situations have changed, we'll say work-wise, I, I find myself not having the time anymore to, to truly devote to a deep dive story every, every other week even. And so I've I've taken to falling back on a more personal blog post type situation, something that I think about all week long. And then eventually I sit down here at this computer with the mic in front of my face and go, okay, what the hell am I going to talk about today? No matter what I, I think about all week, no matter what stories I want to talk about, anything like that, it all changes the minute I sit down. And today, just like many other days, I have sat down here with a number of stories in mind that I wanted to break down and talk about. And I I have a lovely story about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her new luxury apartment in D.C., but I'm just, I'm not feeling that today. You know, there is, it was suggested that maybe we talk about some of the Democratic candidates and their platforms and some of the major players that have come out so far. And I, you know, usually I'm pretty on board with that, but, you know, it's through a conversation that we were having with uh, the Ginger Ninja herself and uh, our good buddy Donovan here, uh, you know, it got me thinking that it is a little too early to be talking about the Democratic hopefuls for 2020, uh, mostly because you know, their campaigns have just kicked off. They've announced there will probably be another couple that come through the woodwork and there will be a great many that over the next couple months just disappear. And 
I think it would be best if we held off on that for now. And maybe once we get a little closer to the the full-on 2020 race and we actually get some real candidates that are looking like they're here to stay, you know, I could guess right now. I mean, I'm talking Kamala Harris. Of course, Bernie Sanders just came out. Cory Booker's out. But even somebody like Kamala Harris, I don't know if she's really going to be able to make it through the long haul. And only time will tell on that. So I just, I don't want to devote a bunch of time to that just now. I think today I want to pull back to 30,000 feet. I want to take a broad look at some things. You see, there's certain events that have unfolded in my life over the last few days that have got me second-guessing just about every single opinion that I might hold. And as healthy as I think it is to be able to pull back and reevaluate oneself and, and take a look objectively, if you will, at your own thought process and your, your thought patterns, and um, it, it can be demoralizing, like I said earlier, and, and it, can be, it can be tough to, to do. I mean, it's a lot of introspection. There's a lot of examining of one's own life and determining what factors that are happening in your life currently that might lead you to hold a position that you hold, or at least the process at which you follow to arrive at said decision. And I think ultimately, one of the the major issues that has has got my mind thinking about this is when Bernie Sanders had announced the other day that he was going to be running for president again, it, it in a way terrified me. And it's not for any of the reasons that you would probably all assume because Bernie Sanders is a socialist or, you know, we're going to bring the Democrats back into power and we're, you know, the whole country is going to go socialist overnight. But that's the fear, isn't it? That that if somebody like Bernie Sanders was to get elected president, that the whole country is going to go to hell in a handbasket. I mean, it's a pretty tired adage, but that's not how America works, for one. It's not how this country works. We do have a system of checks and balances that are in place, and they are doing halfway decent at maintaining the balance of power. Although I will say if Congress continues to abdicate such power for whatever political reason at the time, we will soon be left an empty shell of a republic. And sitting here now at probably one of the most pessimistic points that I've been at in a very long time, I don't know if I can in good conscience argue that we may not already be there. We say it a lot here at Salt of the Streets, and that is that our our main mission in life at this point, our main goal is to bridge the gap between people and information. We say it all the time, and we really, truly mean it. And I think, at least for me, that that saying is rooted in a, a, a fundamental kind of belief, at least for me, like I said, that as far as an electorate is concerned, the vast majority of people are incredibly ill-informed. And in my mind, the, the meat, if you will, the muscle, the tendons that hold that republic skeleton together is an informed electorate. I mean, what would this experiment in self-governance be if we did not have an informed electorate to make decisions? 
Because at that point, we're just firing blind. We're firing at the hip. Nobody knows what we're talking about. And we degrade into the situation that I kind of see us heading towards right now. We we elect a leader of the country. And in this case, I'm talking about the president of the United States. And we expect them to run on a platform that works for us. And we don't elect somebody to lead and govern the country in a way in which it's supposed to be governed. We decide that all of our our hot-button issues, all the issues of the time, must be solved at the federal level. And we just act like this is normal, like this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to elect a fearless leader who will take us forth into a golden age. And you know what that is? That is called totalitarianism. There is no quick fix to any of this this fuckery, okay? We have a problem on the southern border. Well, guess what? The only way we're going to solve that is through, you know, you probably don't want to hear this, but a massive migration reform. And it's going to be a long, drawn-out battle, but there are serious, serious issues that need to be solved. We have years of backlog in the immigration courts just to try to get asylum seekers or regular everyday immigrants that want to come into this country and do the right thing have to sit there and wait three, four, five. My brother-in-law had to wait eight years for his hearing. Eight years. You tell me there's nothing wrong with that. Things are broken and things need to get fixed, but there is no individual person that we are are going to elect that can fix these issues. I mean, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only one caught up in this this strange web of, of watching all of this unfold and just being at a complete and utter loss as to why this is the new normal. I just, I don't get it. Why we are focusing so finite on something that is so systemically broken is just beyond me at this point. And I don't know where we go from here. I do know one thing, and that is that our problems are not going to be solved overnight. And they are certainly not going to be solved by some idealistic demigod from some fringe ideology whether that's from the stereotypical left or the stereotypical right. There is, there is absolutely no reason to rely on an individual to solve our problems for us. This might be the time where I say maybe we should all take a step back and zoom up to 30,000 feet and take the time to possibly reevaluate our own decision-making process how it is that we arrive at the opinions that we hold and examine why we feel it's important to hold that opinion. It's something that I have been doing a lot of lately, and I can tell you from firsthand experience, like I said earlier, it's not an easy thing to do. It takes time and a lot of effort. It, it's hard to separate yourself from the the pop story of the day, you know. I had talked earlier about how I had this piece on AOC and how she was essentially entering into the swamp herself by deciding to, now that she has the money, to live in this luxury apartment in D.C. But it's just, 
it's meaningless to talk about. It, it's just you are you're playing that that factional tribal softball that Don and I are always talking about. And it is just as easy for me to get caught up in as it is for everyone else. And the real problem, I think, stems from the the complex nature of every one of our hot button issues today. There are so many nuanced angles to every single thing from immigration to abortion to, I don't know, congressional corruption, government corruption. I mean, there's so many different angles to it that it's hard to be able to take a look at every single one of those objectively and actually be able to formulate an opinion. I mean, once you have done enough research and you can feel like you have an opinion, somebody can bring up a a small fact that you happen to overlook because, like I said, there's a million different facets to all these things that might shift your opinion again. And you can't be so stubborn as to blatantly disregard someone else's fact or even someone else's opinion on the matter because they may have... I think this is another Jordan Peterson rule that you have to assume that the person you're talking to knows something you don't. And until you do that, it is, it is incredibly hard to hold an opinion that is 100% valid. I mean, don't get me wrong here. There are some ideas out there that are just blatantly wrong. And it's, I mean, it's easy to spot those, but even in the most ass backward you know, idea that somebody spouts off. Um, there, there might be some shred of truth or some shred of a fact in there that that you might need to examine. Something. Let's talk about universal health care. This this problem or this solution to a problem, it stems from an actual problem we have, right? And I don't know the answer to it. I may have some opinions on what I think might be a better path forward in the healthcare realm, but at least I know what I don't know. I know that I don't have all the answers to the extremely complicated healthcare system of the United States. I know that there are flaws in it. I know that things are incredibly expensive, and there are many problems that need to be fixed with it. But when it comes to somebody that is running for office, again, so we're going to talk about Kamala Harris for a second. When she had first come out with her presidential announcement and she started coming across with her platform ideas and somebody had asked her about universal health care. And I don't know exactly how it was phrased. It might have been Medicare for all, the old kind of Bernie standard, but and I believe she ultimately backtracked on it, but at one point she entertained the idea of abolishing the private healthcare insurance industry. That is a perfect example of a bad idea not thought through. I mean, I am assuming here that she did not think that through because it is a kind of a standard presidential platform talking point. She may have a detailed plan about how it'll work and how I'm completely wrong here, but for some reason, I highly doubt it. And I don't mean to be, you know, particularly centering on, you know, the Democratic hopefuls for the 2020 
race, but they are the ones coming out in force lately and, you know, building their platforms of ideas that they're going to run off of. And so I just use them as an example because these are people now that people will begin to idolize and they will begin to idolize their ideas that they are putting forth. And they will stop thinking about it because someone else is doing the thinking for them. If you really think it's a good idea, try to look into the industry and find out for yourself whether that is a good idea or not. It may sound like a good idea on its surface, but I highly doubt by the time you nail it all down and you run it all out that it's actually going to be a good idea. And now think about doing that with every single hot button issue of the day that everybody's going to be running on, that everybody's going to be talking about, that is all over the news every single day. It's exhausting. And at some point, you have to be able to weed through the BS and get down to the facts that you know. And you're going to have to formulate your opinion on that. And that is where I'm stuck right now. I am having a problem dealing with the the social issues at hand in the wider governmental body and our social politics as a whole. Thankfully, I have people like you that I can turn to and I can bounce my IDs off of. I have people like Donovan, who I am very pleased will be in studio with me this Saturday. And we're going to be talking about some of these things because I'm feeling a little lost these days. And, you know, Donovan has a way of uh, helping me get my head on straight. And so until then, my name's Colin. My podcast, Better Half is Donovan. We are Salt of the Streets, and we're out here doing our thing, trying to bridge the gap between people and information. Thanks a lot.